Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Happiness Created. I'm Cecilia, and this week we're going to talk about the relationship you have with yourself and what I consider the foundation of happiness. First, the podcast is almost a teenager. It's pretty exciting. And we have a baby here with us today. So this is the first episode that I've recorded after giving birth. So if you hear any other sounds um, that haven't been edited out, that's who it is. It's my little um, almost four-week-old. Okay, so let's talk about the relationship you have with you. A big part of the coaching that I do is supporting my clients in shifting their relationship with themselves. So usually when someone comes to me, they haven't explicitly stated this as their goal, often because it's not something we really think about. So their goal usually is that they feel stuck in their life, they want to feel better or different in their life, they might want to make some major changes, maybe in relationships or with their body, maybe in the work they're doing, or something just doesn't feel right. So maybe they can remember a time in the past where they felt more excited or just more engaged with life, and right now, for whatever reason, wherever they are, they just don't feel that. And I'm guessing that if you're listening to this podcast, that might be you too. So you might not be able to put your finger on what it is, but it's just that something isn't quite right or you want things to be different, even if overall your life might be okay. And so what I know from my own work, but also working with folks for a period of time, is that in order to achieve those things, in order to feel happier, so sort of related to this podcast, or in order to feel less stuck, in order to kind of deal with that little niggling, just something's not right feeling, we have to work on the relationship with themselves. We have to work on the foundation because the thing that doesn't feel right is that foundation. If you don't have a great relationship with yourself, over time, you just kind of feel like you're living someone else's life. And part of my coaching philosophy is that the quality of the relationship you have with yourself determines everything else you create in your life. So it's the foundation. It determines the thoughts you have, the feelings, the quality of your relationships, and your successes. And success is a pretty broad term, so you can determine it however you want to, but it could be really traditional successes like the job title you have, or it could be that more nebulous feeling satisfied in your life or anything in between. So if you have a really great relationship with yourself, those things will feel different. They'll be different. And I want to take a little bit of a side note here, because if you're listening to this, you might also be sort of a high achiever. And that means that in your life, you might have had more traditional successes, like you might have a great job title, you might have a job that everyone else thinks is amazing, you might even have an incredible house or degrees, maybe you went to school that where someone thinks it's enviable. And you've done that through maybe your own will or commitment, but they just don't feel that great. So when you get there, when you're doing them, the job that you have, you don't have the feeling that you want in it. It's not the success maybe that you're looking for. So it is a success by someone else's standards, but for you, it isn't that. And so 
going back to the relationship you have with yourself, this whole concept, this whole putting your relationship first or using it as the foundation for everything else in your life isn't a concept that's taught that often. It's more common in coaching circles, but in general, in life, in the schools that we have and in most societies, this isn't the common idea, right? It might even be considered selfish, which we can talk about in a whole other episode, the definition of the word selfish and what it actually means and why I think we should rewrite that term. So this relationship, it isn't taught, and especially if you were raised and socialized as a female, which is again a common theme, maybe because I am, I was raised and socialized as a female and identify as one right now. But in general, if you were raised that way or socialized that way, you were trained and taught to put others first. And in our society in general, no matter how you were raised and socialized or how you identify right now, success, happiness, and satisfaction are usually seen as coming from outside sources and achievements. So again, maybe once you have that degree or that job, we think we're going to be happy. Almost all the marketing that we receive in life is about getting something so you can feel a certain way, right? Buy the convertible car or move to the beach and you'll have this carefree, sexy life. Get a degree and get a fancy job and you'll be seen as a contributing honorable member of society. Get married and have your two-point-whatever kids and buy your car, and you'll feel generally satisfied in life. So we do these things so we can feel a certain way. But again, if you've been listening, and I'm going to repeat this probably in every single episode, is that how you feel is determined by what you think, not what you do and not what you have. And this relationship that you have with yourself is largely determined by these beliefs. And then you carry these out and there's this red thread that goes from that relationship with yourself through everything else that happens in your life. So this is tied together neatly or this relationship. I like to use the term self-concept because self-concept is just tidy term that can combine your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about the world, how you treat yourself, that kind of thing. And if we go back to what you've been taught, If you're undervaluing your relationship with yourself, then your self-concept is based in undervaluing it, undervaluing you, undervaluing your own thoughts, your own feelings, what you want or desire, and looking outside of yourself. So what would this look like if you have a self-concept that might be leading to you feeling stuck or feeling like something just isn't right in your life? So I'm going to go through quite a number um, because I think it might be really useful and you can just see, maybe kind of keep tabs in your head about how many apply to you. So the first one is that you're overly committed. So your schedule is full of commitments that maybe you're not even in love with or thrilled about, and you feel busy all the time. So no matter what the day is, maybe even on vacation, you feel like you have to do some work or you have to be, you are committed to something, to someone. And so you are last if you're even on your list of things that need to be taken care of, of your priorities. Okay, here's another one. You value yourself by your accomplishments. So you look to what you have or what you've done and what others say about you to determine your worth and value. So your worth and value are based on what others say or what you have. So maybe the degree or the job title or the car or the house or maybe the clothing rather than who you are. All right. Number three, you feel trapped by expectations. And all of these are sort of related, right? They might be, some of them are just slightly different ways of saying it, but I think that they manifest in different ways for different people. So if you feel trapped by expectations, you're super aware of 
the expectations that maybe society or your family or your culture have, and they dictate how you plan your day, how you plan your life, the choices you make, and how you feel about yourself. They are the filter through which you run yourself and kind of can shape shift to conform. So for instance, you might come from a family that really values intellectual careers. And so you might make a choice on the job that you take or the major that you chose in college based on this rather than what you might have really wanted to do. So maybe instead of majoring in photography or fine arts, you majored in philosophy or maybe political science. All right. Number four, you're not present in your life. So maybe you're playing with your kid, but instead of actually being there, you're thinking about your to-do list. You're thinking about what someone said earlier. You're thinking about how you're going to handle a situation. There's some anxiety that's happening. You're not really where you are so that your brain and your body are rarely in one place in your life. And you feel really scattered. You have low confidence, maybe in general, but what I wrote down here is low confidence in decisions or maybe an inability to make decisions that align with your values and priorities, maybe because you don't even know what your values and priorities are. So you end up making choices, and maybe this is going back to the degree or job thing, that don't honor you, but they do honor somebody else. So you don't ever really feel confident in the decision you're making, or maybe you're not happy with the decision at the end. You have a high sense of guilt. So you never have enough time for anything. You always feel like you're pulled in a million directions. You always feel like you might be doing something wrong or you're about to get in trouble. And so this can come up. I like to think about the uh, the permanent record. This was something that was held over my head in elementary school, and I'm not sure other people have had it. But, you know, at school, you have this permanent record. And it was held over my head that if you did something wrong, it would go on your permanent record, and then everyone would always know about it. And I had this guilt for so long that I was going to do something wrong, and it would go on my permanent record. And this goes back to the idea that there is even something, like a right way to do things. Okay, the next one is you're a people pleaser, or you don't want to disappoint anyone. So you try to conform yourself to be what other people you think they want you to be so that you think they will be happy. And you're more in tune with what other people want than what you want. And you're always just trying to be the person that you think others want you to be, whether that's at work or that's at home, or maybe that's with your family or friends. And so there's no real you. There's just this maybe actress or actor that is always trying to be something or somebody else. You're uncomfortable with hard emotions. So you're aiming to be likable, sort of related to the people-pleasing, to avoid conflict with others and yourself. And you often use things like maybe drinking wine or exercising, watching TV or shopping to avoid the lingering difficult emotions. So you buffer, you avoid your emotions so you don't have to feel them because they feel really uncomfortable. And this, again, guides things like the decisions that you make or the expectations. So you really make your choices around things to avoid the conflict and avoid the hard emotions. And you chase degrees, houses, jobs, titles, clothing, wine lists, travel destinations, thinking that the next thing will be the one that's going to help you feel happy or content, like you've arrived, like you're finally the person that you want to be, that there's something external that you need to help you feel like you. And I'm going to add one more in here. And I'm actually going to add two more in here right now. And one is that you're overly critical of yourself. So 
you spend a lot of time judging yourself or shaming yourself or thinking that you've made the wrong decision. And this is something that comes up all the time, no matter what's happening in your life. You always think that it's you, that you've done something wrong or that you're wrong or that you're not lovable or that you could have done better, that it's your fault, that if only you had been the right person, someone else would have been happy or not disappointed, etc. And then another one, and this is what prevents a lot of people from even coming to work with me, is that you minimize yourself. So you might be feeling this stuckness, or you might be feeling this low confidence, you might be feeling overly stretched or overly busy. And instead of doing something about it, you say like, well, this isn't actually a big problem. Like I just need to suck it up or maybe I can figure it out by myself rather than looking for somebody else to help you see your brain and manage your emotions and start managing your mind. All right, so that was a pretty long list and I have even more, but maybe you heard something in there that resonated with you or you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely me. Like when I'm sitting with my kids playing Legos, I'm definitely not there. I'm thinking about that thing that I said earlier to my boss, wondering what he's thinking of me right now or thinking about that email that I know is in my inbox that I'm afraid to open. So what would solutions look like? I'm not going to go through each one just for the sake of time, but I want to go through a couple of them because there's so much overlap and a lot of them require the same what and some of the similar hows. So some of the things that you would have to be willing to do to solve these problems, it's not having an action plan really, but it's learning how to sit with hard emotions. So becoming more comfortable with all of the emotions and being able to just be with them instead of buffering or avoiding them understanding your own values and priorities. So really going through the exercise of knowing what your values are in your life right now and what your priorities are. And then being willing in the moment and theoretically to make decisions and choices based on those values and priorities, no matter what anyone else says or thinks. You have to be okay with disappointing others and saying no. You have to learn that no matter how much you shapeshift or hold yourself back, You cannot make other people feel happy. That's not within your power. They can only feel happy if they have a thought that makes them feel happy. And you learn your human value and you separate it from your accomplished value. And then finally, you change your beliefs around a right way or one path for everyone to happiness. If you're anything like me, you've probably tried a lot of different things from therapy to meditation, exercise and action plans to self-help books to get from the struggles to the solutions and nothing has helped you feel less stuck or more like you. So you're kind of like, all right, great, this all sounds fine. That sounds like me, but how would I actually do it? Because that sounds kind of challenging. So you don't really need to change everything about your life or move to Bali, and you don't even really need to make a lot of visible changes in your life, but you do need to think about future you and do some work today to help you get there. Back in September, I had this workshop on self-concept and shifting your self-concept. It was so much fun, and there were all these really great learnings that came out of it for me. And since then, I've been thinking a lot about my own process, so what I use with folks when I coach them. And I think there's four main hows that I use to help people shift their self-confidence and create a more solid relationship with themselves. And one of them is looking honestly and compassionately at where you are and what you where you want to be. Releasing the should have known better or done differently thoughts around that. The second step is allowing all of your emotions. So gaining the comfort with difficult ones and tuning into your emotions to grow. The third step is gaining awareness, gaining awareness of your body, of your values and priorities, of your thoughts and beliefs. And then the fourth one is intentionally creating new thoughts that support you and intentionally setting some values, priorities, and goals. 
and treating yourself like a best friend to create more of what you love in life. Obviously, these four steps are sort of a simplification and they involve a lot of different things within them, but I think that that's what it comes down to. It's really those four simple, not easy steps to shifting your own self-concept. And if you're willing to show up and do the work, then you know you get these amazing things. You'll feel more comfortable in your skin and in your own life. You'll make decisions more easily and quickly and be comfortable with them, even if they're hard. You'll be able to sit with any emotion and you'll drop the self-criticism. You'll stop looking for validation outside of yourself and create that validation for yourself. And you'll stop holding yourself back. You'll have a calendar full of choices that you love or at least that you like. And you'll be present in your life. You'll start recognizing what you love about what you have and feel comfortable making choices to create more of what you love. On top of that, your relationships will improve and you'll stop avoiding life with food, shopping, alcohol, and that latest Netflix series. You'll be living your life and you'll be filled with living your life. And this is where happiness and lasting contentment comes from, at least according to me. And I also think that you can create it. So this is all available to you. And if you're listening in real time, I have a small group that's starting in a few weeks and we're going to be doing this work together. It's open to 10 people and it's going to run from November through mid-March with 16 sessions. If you want to join, if you're interested in hearing more, send me an email and we'll schedule a time to chat and see if you're a good fit for this group. If you're not ready for a group, that's fine. Keep listening to this podcast. Follow me on Instagram because I love to see you there and I love interacting with you, the messages that you send. So I can't wait to see what's possible for you over the end of this year and into the beginning of next. I know that you can create a life and a self-concept that supports you and is a really solid foundation for whatever else you want in life. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this, leave a review, get in touch. If you have any comments, if there's something you want to hear more of, feel free to send me an email. I love hearing from you. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.